Welcome, welcome to the Omeo Podcast. It is your host. Um, my name is Ifa, uh, Oshun Chola, and I'm here with my co-host, Yeye Luwa. Today, we will be discussing a local divination and all the aspects of uh, divination for local. And first, we're going to open up with a little prayer, and then we'll get right back into the podcast. Um, today I ask that, um, that you, uh, walk with us through this podcast, that you, um, feed our ories and our minds, what it, it is that you would like us to, for us to say, and, uh, what you, uh, would want put out into the public about your divination system. Um, I pray people listening to this podcast come in with an open mind, an open heart. Um, I pray peace upon you and um, your loved ones and yourself, and um, I pray that this is a good podcast. I pray that it is very informative, and um, Ashe. Ashe. Okay, so guess what? We have... A question from our previous podcast that comes from 21 Christie 21. And she is asking, I would like to ask both of you, with all respect, how was the trip to Nigeria? Because everyone says it's very dangerous, I would like to go one day. Thanks. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Luwa, how was your trip to Nigeria? <laughs> I mean, I've I've been to Nigeria twice and, um, you know, both times um, it was great. It was fabulous. I mean, I didn't have any problems, no issues with safety or feeling in danger. I'm not really sure um, why somebody feels that way. Um, You know, when you're going to Yoruba land, you know, I went to, so the first time I went, I was in um, Yola, which is in, in the north in Hausaland. But that was like a really long time ago. Um, and it was fine. Mm. Second time I went, I went for initiations. And that was in Abiokuta, which is in Yoruba land. Mm. Um, and I went with a group here from the U.S. And we stayed in um the Arabas compound where we were, um, Araba of the Ile that I was with. And, um, you know, it was, it was fine. It was 100% fine. I had no complaints whatsoever. We had a beautiful time. The people are friendly, you know, they're welcoming, um, you know, they're kind, they're, they're sociable. Um, it, it's, you know, it's like anywhere else in the world, you know, yes, you have to have your wits about you wherever you go in this world, whether you're going down the street in any city in America, Mm -hmm. you know, it's the same thing. But, you know, you just have to, um, you know, make sure, you you know, you go with people who you know, people who you trust. And, you know, I I don't know. If there are specific concerns that she has, 
it, it would probably be easier well, to, to understand where she's coming from. But um, but yeah, well, I didn't you didn't to... speak about the airport at all. <laughs> well, OK, so but that's I, I wouldn't say that's an issue of safety. Now, the airport in Nigeria, <laughs> that's that's a whole there's no other airport on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> like a Nigerian airport. It doesn't matter if it's Abuja or Lagos. <laughs> the, mm. the hustle, the shakedown is real. But I and even so, I never once felt unsafe, you know. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, um, I went to Nigeria twice too myself. Mm-hmm. Um, the plane ride was going was pleasant. Coming back, my... Um, First time, I had um, I had to do two. Um, I had a layover, and that was terrible, you know. Um, mm-hmm. The first time I went with a group, um, and it was for initiation. The second time, um, it wasn't for initiation. It was just me bringing things to uh, compound, and. Uh, I would say Nigeria, we did a reading before we left uh, mm-hmm. to make sure that everything was okay. There's nothing's going to happen to us, mm-hmm. and, you know, and did Ebo on it. So we had a pleasant trip. It was beautiful. I went, of course, we flew into Lagos. Um, it was, it's a long drive <laughs> from mm-hmm. Lagos to Oyo, and mm-hmm. that's, uh, we drove through Ibadan and um, got to see the market, uh, the way they drive, and the um, the motorcycles. Crazy. It's different if you're coming from the United States. Yeah. And um, they like to honk their horn a lot. But I would say, I mean, I've seen they're just friendly. Yeah. You know, I didn't have, like, really any uh, dangerous problems. I stayed with my group. You know, yeah. I didn't, I didn't stray away or anything else like that. And most of the things that I was doing was Ifa related. Mm-hmm. Uh, so <laughs> I don't, I don't think so. But as far as the airport, the airport, <laughs> I mean, Nigeria is beautiful. I love it. I love the yeah. city. I love the food. I love the jollof rice. I love mm-hmm. um, the ekusi soup. All of it. <laughs> yes. The soya. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. It's like <laughs> eating it here is just, just different. You know, I don't <laughs> I don't know. Um, but as far as um uh, any danger, I didn't I me personally, I didn't have any danger with it. Yeah. So I can't possibly tell you maybe they're in a part there shouldn't be. <laughs> you know, maybe they're at a club where they shouldn't be, or I, I don't know. So, well, I, I think you bring up a good point is that, you know, if you're in this tradition, anytime you travel, you always want to do divination, you know. Okay. Um, same here, you know, when I went for initiations, we also did divination on, you know, who should go, you know. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. so you. Once you do divination and it's a yes, and you do your elbow, mm. you know you don't you don't really have to worry, you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, Polo Dumari got you covered, no? Exactly. <laughs> and yeah. I think I think it also makes a difference if you're somebody who's used to traveling out of the country, it may not please you very much. But if you've never traveled out of the US, yeah, the experience it might be, you know, it may it might take some getting used to, just being in another culture, you know, being, you know, in another country. Well, but, I but, would just say that airport. It, it's the airport. <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. The, the airport is regardless if you are a world traveler or not. Because like I said, there's no it other It doesn't matter. I'm never. getting to shake down like that. But, <laughs> but just in general, you know, you just be open-minded and just be open to the experience of being, you know, in another country to experience another culture. But, but no, never once did I feel unsafe either traveling there or while I was there. Yeah. Um, what I recommend you traveling by yourself, I don't, but I've seen it done. Yeah. You know, and people come back okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so um, I don't think it's unsafe. I just think that, you know, um, you just have to know the scammers when you see them. You have to right. be able to say no to people when you need to say no. Mm-hmm. Um, come with um, a little bit of money uh, to get through the airport. <laughs> it doesn't have to be thousands of dollars. I'm just saying, just a bit of money and uh, you'll be fine. That's, yeah. that's what I'm I mean, d- definitely I would recommend, you know, traveling with someone who is, who kind of knows the lay of the land and knows, you know, kind of what to do and how to navigate the situation. If you've never traveled before, I would recommend doing that at least the first, you know, first couple times. Um, Moving right along. um, (laughs) Let's talk about local Obamio. Obamio. (laughs) And her various uh, divination um, that you can do with her and practice. So, Yaya Lua, go ahead and um, take it away. All right. Well, yeah. So, a local in divination. Um, of course, um, in the, you know, um, worship of a local and the priesthood of a, a priesthood of a local. Divination is super um, important. A a lokun is very, very much tied to divination in general. Um, I think a lokun is pretty much associated with all forms of divination. Um, And I think on our previous episode, we touched on it a little bit on the primary ways that one would divine with a locum. Mm-hmm. So like the primary way would be through going into trance um, or through dreams. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know, also through obiabata. But um, a couple other ways that you can divine with a locum that we didn't mention before, um, some some very common ways um, is through water gazing, mm-hmm. um, through sun gazing, 
and also through mirror gazing. I think so between trance dreams, you know, mediumship type things, water gazing, sun gazing, mirror gazing, and obi, I think those would be the primary ways that one would divine with the lokum. Um, secondary to that, some people also do use the shells. So some people also do erindin logum with the lokum. Mm. That is possible. Mm-hmm. Um, also, you can go to Ifa and Olokun will speak in, you know, through Ifa. Now, Olokun, I don't think, at least from what I've seen and what I've noticed, Olokun doesn't speak a lot in through Ifa, but mm. you know, there are some Odus where you know she will speak, or he, you know, he, depending on whether you see Olokun as male or female. Um, mm. just coming to mind, I know Olokun speaks in Etiogbe. Um, Ofumeji, and, and there's quite a few Odus that a Lokun speaks, um, but those two Mejis come to mind um, first and foremost. Um, yeah, yeah, you can speak through Ifa, um, mm-hmm. or you can speak directly to the um, Arisha, and, mm-hmm. she speaks, and she speaks back most of the time. When she has something to say, she would yeah. mostly um, like. Uh, when me and Yeye Lua doing Ose, mm-hmm. um, she would, when she wants to speak, she'll take me over yeah, and start. Come, come directly. Come directly. That Take a beeline straight towards me. Like we haven't even gotten started yet. <laughs> <laughs> and she has something to say, something she's, because she's forever watchful. Yeah. Forever watching. If there's any slight uh, doubt, and um, in your mind that you're mm-hmm. constantly worried about, she knows. Mm-hmm. If um, there's any sadness in your heart, she knows. If there's something that you're trying to get off the ground, um, mm-hmm. new project or such, she knows. She will come in and she'll tell mm-hmm. you. You like there have been various times that you didn't tell me anything, mm-hmm. and I told you something that you was probably thinking about earlier that day. Right. Yeah, no, that's totally true. I think Olokun is also known as the Orisha of of wisdom. So like Olokun knows everything. Olokun knows all. Um, and then also being of the water, being um of the um reflection, the 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 manifestation of Olodumari through the water. Water is synonymous with the subconscious, the spirit world, um, you know, emotions and wisdom, like the whole psychic ability. So that's why all, that's why she's connected to pretty much all forms of divination. So yes, yes, she can speak through Ifa and it's indirect because it's, you know, it's not direct to her, but that's why she can come through Ifa as well, you know? that's that water gazing. I tried to do several times, and the water was just looking back at me. <laughs> like, so, I would sit there with a bowl, like they, you know, they yeah. say, take a take a bowl, take water. You sit there and you meditate, and you, you know, you stare at the water and see what comes to you. Yeah. And I sit there for minutes, or 
I'd, I'd be at the ocean and I just look at the water mm-hmm. in the ocean mm-hmm. and I see nothing but fishes and stuff like that rolling around, but nothing. I mean, absolutely nothing comes through. Maybe that uh, that could be not my divination. Yeah. Um, or I just haven't truly like exercise and progressed it yet. Yeah. Um, that could also be a possibility. You know, it's not like I'm not going to stop trying. I will continue to try, but as of right now, that sun gazing, water gazing mirror, looking at a mirror, you know, um, I tried to look at the mirror too. (laughs) I did that as well. It is just me looking back at me, you know, and, it, but I've also seen people who have special mirrors mm-hmm. that they look at that is consecrated. It's consecrated, mirrors. exactly, exactly. And that is specific, but and, that. Mm-hmm. and but also it's for remote viewing, and mm-hmm. I can do that without a mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, I've done it before, where I've seen some things. I'll tell somebody they're you know, what's in their whole house and I've never been there. Yeah. Um, so it it depends on you, your gift. And um A local comes through how she wants to come through, you know. For some girl. for some people it will be through water gazing. For some people it might be through sun gazing. You know, others the mirror, others just trance, others just dreams. Like for me, she comes to me um through dreams. Well not just dreams, but just like visions. Like I'll have little flashes of visions, and a lot of times it's when I'm when I after I first wake up. Um, so sometimes I could be in in between that dream and sleep state, in an awake state, mm-hmm. or sometimes I could be fully awake, and I'll get a flash of a vision. Well, she'll she'll speak to me. Um. So, so how do you know it's her? Usually, um, there's some sign that I'll get that is her. Uh, either either I'll see water with the vision first, and then also for me, um, I don't know what the right term for this is, but I also sense the energy. Orisha's physically in my body, mm-hmm. and I can tell what they're saying through my body. And I can tell which one it is. So, so sometimes I'll get that physical movement sensation, and then the flash of the vision, and I'll be able to, you know, to ask questions, and they'll tell me. Um, and through water, water gazing, like w- water. Um, oh, so you've done it. Well, the thing is, okay. So water, water, water is a living entity. <laughs> So water can speak to you. In fact, I would say water is actual an actual conductor of spirit. So if if you want to just like enhance your your divination ability, the ability to receive messages and receive spirit, keep water near you. Mm. You know. Um with a lokun, I would say if you're if you're initiated or you have your shrine whatever, keep Keep water near you, wear white, put on your alekes and practice that, you know, it'll it'll get stronger over time. It may not happen overnight, you know, but it's like, 
when you look in the water, you can either see things or you can just, you'll be just be like kind of staring in transit and then things will just come downloaded into, like you'll just know things, mm-hmm. you know? So um, someone getting started into uh, water gazing, you, mm-hmm. do you recommend just getting like a specific bowl? Is it a all white bowl filled with water? Is it filled all the way up to the top or is it halfway full? Um, so if you have an Alokun shrine, I would say you should always have a water pot with water. You know, so so like, you know, you, you might have your your ocean water, your river water that you're making your offerings with and everything. But then have like another just water pot, which is clear water, you know, like you're not putting anything in it. Um, And keep that with your shrine. So Olokun, as as you communicate with Olokun and you're constantly attending Olokun, Olokun will be continually blessing that water. You want to speak into the water affirmations. You want to speak, uh, you know, positive energy, positive um, prayers into the water. Mm-hmm. This this is this is also blessing the water. Mm-hmm. You just the same way you you're building a relationship with Olokun through your shrine you're building a connection to water as well, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah, you can, you can, you know, keep it in a white bowl, a white pot and, um, you know, keep it with your Olokun shrine. Okay. Just... Affirmations. Mm-hmm. You would take some of the water out or take the no. whole pot down and then start trying to uh, see into the water. Yeah, you can. You don't have to take any water out. You can just see the. And remember, and you're also keeping when you're not. The other thing with the lokun is that she likes to be covered up. So your your water pot should also be covered when you're not using it. Um. Yeah, you can just you know uncover it, keep it un you know, and speak into it, prayer, pray into it, keep it with your shrine, and just connect with it. Um. But even even aside from your shrine, like, you know, if if you're let's say you're somebody who, you know, you're a child of a lokun or you have a lot of these tendencies, maybe a lokun is, you know, come through you in trance before and you don't have a shrine as yet, but you just know that you're connected to a lokun. You can just take a regular bowl of water and use it to meditate with, use it to offer use it to offer prayers with. Um, sit in white because a lokun comes to you in white. These are these are the instruments that will attract um spirit to you mm. or attract a locum. The white clothing, water um near you, either a bowl or, you know, a cup or you know, water pot or something. If you have elekes, il, um elekes for a locum or ide, you know, anything like that, you know, wear that. Um and also efum. Ephun is not absolutely necessary, but it helps a lot. Ephun is used to attract a lokun. So if you put Ephun on your face, on your hands, especially on your eyes, it attracts a lokun to help you to see, you know, mm-hmm. see spirit. And don't forget the perfume. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You can spray nice some smelling. nice fragrance to kind of lift the energy. Um. 
So that's like to receive the the spirit, the, the, to kind of bring the spirit to you, bring the energy of the spirit to you. Now, to call a lokun, to speak to a lokun, you need your iconograph, iconograph iconography <laughs> I can't say get it out or what the Haitians call a vev veve you know uh-huh. talking about this this symbol um you need that um you need your bell you know your but that's more for uh initiated yeah that's for initi- initiate initiates for sure yeah okay yeah. so um, yeah, the bell and all that. Bell, um, you know, your leques, your um, your stuff on. There's specific things that go on your shrine, which you know I'm not going to go into everything. Yeah. But you know, but those all are things that um, call a lokum, and you need your your sigil or not sigil, but you know the iconography. Um, yeah. With mm-hmm. the appropriate symbols and an efun, efun is. Is really beneficial to use. The more effun. You can't have too much effun. Bring right. more effun. <laughs> <laughs> like there's so many reaches that love effun, especially yes. Obatala. <laughs> but yeah, all the you can't have too much effun. All that reach effun and um yeah, so oh. I think they they call it cascaria. Here. Yeah, and the, the Cubans call it cascaria, but it's mm. it's different. It's a cascaria is made out of eggshell, mm-hmm. where efun is made out of like um, natural chalk. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Some mm-hmm. some people use the words interchangeably in the diaspora, mm-hmm. though. I think, yeah. like when she comes to me, like I said before, she, like I see the ocean. Mm-hmm. I'm deep in the ocean. Either I'm in the ocean or I'm about to enter the ocean. Mm-hmm. And then it depends on. How she's coming. Mm-hmm. See, they're going to be like I said, an octopus, a big mm-hmm. an octopus, uh, or a whale. And mm-hmm. um, it's a sperm back whale. I had to look it up, but I was mm-hmm. looking at, it and I was like, "What is that?" Um, but I knew it was a whale. I was just like, "What kind of whale?" You got to, um, and. And it and it's ne- never like you're never in fear and right. stuff. And she'll sit there, and I'll just be in the water. And I, I don't know how you, when you see it on uh, your TV screen, like people are talking, but they're not moving their lips. Uh, Tele- tele- telepathy. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. yes, that's that's what's happening. And she's telling me. And then how do I know? Um, whom she's speaking about that, like, it's for you. Mm-hmm. They, um, I see the person whom they are speaking, she or she is speaking to, about. Mm-hmm. Like, I see a, uh, a visual of the person, and they'd be like, that one. <laughs> and I'd be like, okay. Right. So I know who it is. Right. And, uh, you know, she'll go on and she'll say some things and then um, sometimes I'd be like, oh, well, that's not true. <laughs> like, what in the world is that? And, I'm, and then it'd be true. So, um, that's how I know I'm speaking to a local, especially towards the energy level as well. 
Yeah. Um, the energy is very, very strong. Um, so I don't even know if you even realize this, but there have been times when Olokun has taken you over um, and you and you like you don't remember what she said when, after you come come through, come to. And she'll be speaking through you and even your voice will change. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah I don't even think you knew that. <laughs> I have I have heard. I've no, seen, I did not. I have seen you, um, you know, go into mediumship with a locum and your a locum is your channeling and your voice will change. Your accent will change everything. Wow. Yeah. See, because I am like in the moment, mm-hmm. I don't notice anything unless it's recorded. You know, I won't know anything. And then sometimes they'll ask me like, what did you say at that time? And I'll remember bits and pieces, but I won't remember everything. So it's yeah. up to you, the person that I'm speaking to. Uh, write it down. Remember, write it down. <laughs> because if you ask me later, I I don't know. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that is incredible. I did not know that. Yeah. Like, oh my god. So it's okay. it's it's like a difference between being in trance and mediumship. Like mm-hmm. trance, you just kind of like. You know, it's almost like being knocked out. You know, you're just kind of out of it. But the mediumship, like you're actually speaking, that which is actually speaking through you and using your voice, your body, everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, dreams, vision is one thing. And I think it's also interesting because I feel like most people who are close with a locum are natural, gifted diviners or psychics like if if you if a locum is um is your primary orisha chances are you have psychic ability whether it has become developed or not like maybe you don't even know that you're psychic but you you have some type of psychic ability because the the way that the symbolism of the water and also the symbol of the mudfish a locum is also symbolized by the mudfish and this is a symbol that um, that shows the ability to walk on both sides, both the spiritual world and the physical world, mm-hmm. and to go back and forth. So, if you're if you're a primary, uh, if Elokun is one of your primary Orishas, you will have the ability to walk in both worlds. Yeah, you know? and it's also the um, you know just your subconscious. Right. Sometimes she brings up things that you yes. don't want to face or yes. you don't want other people to know or, mm-hmm. you know, uh, that you are uh, or, or you forgot, yep. <laughs> you know, and she'll bring it out. Mm-hmm. Some people will say, oh, that's negative. If it is negative, you know, they will dismiss it. But it is actually a little trying to say, you know, hey, this is important. Get it out. Don't um, hold it in. Yeah. yeah. If, if it's on your mind, it's something that's worrying you. Yeah. But like, yeah, like you said, you may be repressing it. It's in your subconscious. You're not really thinking about it consciously, but it's something that is, you know, still making your your head heavy or your heart heavy. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. She will. She will show it to you. Be like, 
this is something you need to deal with. Hello. Yeah, she will bring that out. (laughs) Most definitely. Okay. Well, um, is there anything else you would like to say? I don't want to keep us on very long. I also wanted to talk a little bit about Erin Dean Logan because even though um, that's that's one of the secondary ways to divine with a Logun, you know, Olokun and Orumila are very close. And I think a lot of people don't realize that Olokun is where Orumila got his wisdom from. So Erindin Logun really comes from Olokun. That's why it's the shells, right? Mm-hmm. So Orumila got his wisdom from Olokun through Erindin Logun and, and gave it to Oshun. And that's why, you know, and you know the whole story about Oshun using um in the in the other reaches to divine when um when Ifa was when Orumila was away. I've but also all of that seen an Odu. Yeah. I also seen an Odu of Arumila. Um like he was at the end of his days and yeah. he went into went the ocean to, to never come back out yeah. again. Uh, he yeah. went to go but, live yeah. with I think that's in um Erecti Irosum where Orumila goes to live with the Lokum before he, um, his, his last, what his last days on earth he, is when he left to go stay with the Lokum. And um, that's why they're very, where anybody who's a child of a Lokum is also going to be a child of Ifa, you know? Ashe. So they're, yeah, they're, they, the two of them go hand in hand. Um, and I think it's, I found it's also interesting that um, Onishegun, so, not in the Ifa system, but in the Osayan system, mm. um, Onishegun priests they divine they call their divination system Olokun. Mm. I mean, they mm. they divine through Osayan as well, but they also have a Kauri system that they refer to it as Olokun. It's like an eight Kauri system that they divine with. Yeah, yeah. So it's very beautiful to see the different places that um you know and how they do things. Mm-hmm. And you find what works for you and mm-hmm. how spirit is, will work through you. You know, we're on a spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. So everything, you know, is not going to be uh, cookie cutter. And, and things, things right. are going to get, you know, a um, little bit out of hand sometimes. And But you find what works for you specifically yeah. because we're all... Um, have our various different destinies and exactly. what may work for you may not work for me. And what <laughs> works for uh, other people may, you know, not work for you. So um, if, if divining water gazing works for you and it's how you speak to a locum that works. If mediumship is something that is your calling then that works. If um, you can't do either, or haven't been able to do either at this time. I would say this time because it could come later. It will. Because um, remember, like um, trance is a part of a local initiation. Like so, that that's how important uh, divination is. Important part of a local priestess is that part of the initiation process. That's that's how you get your local name. You know, they also sun gazing. I remember when I did my initiation. I was told to look at the sun and and try to, and, you know, what I could see. It's 
the sun supposed to change colors and do all these movements and stuff. Mm. So yeah, so okay. Okay. it's it's it, that's how close that's how important a local is the source of all forms of divination. Mm. That's why they say ifa o loko na is a praising for for orumila for ifa mm. because mm. ifa gets his wisdom his knowledge from a local that ifa loko na means you know the the ifa um of local the wisdom uh from local speaks of happiness and blessings and joy and things like that so that's how closely tied divination is i know i know see oh i'm just sometimes i'm fascinated by the the shells and the implements mm-hmm. that some people add into the, mm-hmm. um, and they divine through that. And it was like, uh, was like, how do you know what implement that means? <laughs> like, <laughs> like there's a book right there. And then here's a, uh, you know, a cross. And how do, how do you know that that means that? <laughs> so it's fascinating to see mm-hmm. someone, actually do that practice and um mm. uh, i i haven't gotten into it um at this time uh right now mostly mine's just through mediumship yeah um i, I can feel her right now <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I feel her right now. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes i hope she likes what she hears <laughs> yes know? yes She's hey, sitting right behind me. If any listeners um, want to comment, like when you, uh, how, what experiences do you have with divination with a local, if if at all? Um, yeah. When, when listening to this podcast, do you feel her energy? It'd be interesting to to hear that. Yeah. Is feeling it. I love that she enters into our podcast. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> she's she's our other host our other hostess <laughs> yeah, i know i know i know they are all even though she's covered she's sitting there covered she's still in mm. the area okay <laughs> she's still around um yeah so is there any other um divination parts that you want to speak about um I think, I think we covered it. I think we, yeah, I think we covered it. Okay. Mm-hmm. It may come to us. We'll probably like piggyback on some things. Yeah, we'll because... go back, you know, let us know well, your questions. If you have questions, yes. let us know. Yes, we love your questions. We love your comments. Like, share, subscribe. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, we want to continue to talk about, you know, um, a local to you and um, bring whatever we have um to the forefront because this is also like we said before in the risha that people hardly speak about so we do want um to spread the knowledge of alokum and Mm -hmm. show people how wonderful um she is um and how can she can be in your life as well um so with that being said, Yeyelua, could you please uh, take us home in prayer? Okay. <laughs> Ooh. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> take Ooh. your time. Okay. But not too much time. I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> I 
I come in, I come in, I come in. Hmm. Iba olokum senia de. We give thanks and we give homage to our Oris today who brought us here to um, give this information on this podcast and to those Oris that came to listen to this podcast. We give homage and we give thanks to our ancestors upon whose shoulders we stand upon, whose gifts and strengths we've inherited. Um, th- uh, and through the or- Orishas that we've also inherit- inherited, we give thanks to issue for opening the way for us to be heard today. Um, we give thanks to issue for facilitating the Ashe back and forth between Aye and Orun, carrying, carrying the prayers and the messages back and forth so that we may receive the Ashe and the accurate information from Orisha. Uh, we give thanks to Olokum, who guides us, who, um, who we always want to represent um, in the best way possible, who has provided us so, so many blessings that we also want to praise and show gratitude for um, by focusing um, this episode, these podcast episodes on Olokum and um, her glorious Ashe. Ashe. We pray that Olokun will bless us, each and every one of us listening. We pray that Olokun will guide us, will um, guide us to our success, guide us to our enhanced blessings, guide us to our elevation and our progress, guide us to our prosperity and our abundance, whatever it may be. Guide us to... um, connect with the deeper the deepest most inner parts of ourselves that we may be healed and that we may be whole and that we may um, reflect um, good character and um, and wisdom and uh, peace that she and we pray all these things um, that everyone will receive the the blessings and the the joy um, from a local today, and the prosperity. Oh well, thank you, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Uh, check us out uh, next time on our next episode. Um, we'll be back in like a week or two weeks from now, and we'll continue to see. And I believe our next one will be on Alokum's relationship with the other water Orishas. Yes, we'll be talking about how the similarities and differences and just how Alokum has relationships with, you know, many different other Orishas. Yes, yes, yes. That's good times, good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... Thank you for tuning in to Omeo Podcast. I am your host, Ifa Bukumi Oshuntola, here with my co-host, Yayelua Ifa Toyin, and we are signing out. Ireo!